Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Miss Katie Mild, and she is the founder of Armored Agent, and I'm so excited to, we've already been like deep in conversation before this podcast started recording, so I'm excited for you guys to get all the juicy details on money management, growing your finances, and being a woman empowered. So hi, Katie, how are you doing today? Hi, Maya. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Thank you I'm here. laughing when you were like, we were talking before we started recording, and I'm like, we need to just start recording. <laughs> we're getting into it. Like, yes, already into it, already into it. So let us know a little bit more about you and what you do. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm the founder of Armored Agent, which is a company and a money course specifically for independent contractors and small business owners. And the reason I actually started my company this year was actually purely, sheerly out of frustration. Um, so before I started this company, I was and still am a licensed realtor in Colorado. And I was actually a sales manager with a huge brokerage here in, mm -hmm. in the Denver area. And when I moved into management, so like moving up from real estate sales into managing real estate agents, mm -hmm. I one of the big jobs of being a sales manager is business coaching. Mm -hmm. What I noticed, Maya, really, really quickly, the majority of my business coaching sessions would inevitably turn to money. They would turn mm -hmm. to money concerns. And what I realized is that so many realtors um, and sales agents, they could be absolutely incredible at sales. So like they know how to negotiate contracts. They know how to sell. They're great with their clients. They know how to fill a sales pipeline. They know how to do what I call the front end of sales, like get, mm -hmm. get clients, take them through the process and close successfully. Right. When it came to the back end of money. So when they actually got the commission check, mm -hmm. so many, it's like, that's where like the wagon, like the wheels fell off. That's where mm -hmm. chaos started. And the crazy spending, the out of control debt, the, um, the constant worry and stress of these agents was palatable. Like, mm -hmm. so so many of their business problems actually stemmed from a lack of money management, a lack of money mm -hmm. control. And so because of that, I got so frustrated because I went, this doesn't have to be this hard. We can like tackle this. <laughs> so I started my company this year and that, that's how Armored Agent came to be. I love it. I love it. And I love how you say like, you know, basically being able to manage things. I think that is the key, managing, because not even there is there a problem with money management, but we have problems with time management, you know, yes. different things like that. And it affects us in such tremendous ways that we don't even understand that those are foundational items that need to be taken control of from day one, Absolutely. especially within your business. I think um, a lot of people, when I come on here, I say, what, what is the biggest struggle that you've had when you started your business, a lot of them say, oh, I, I thought that I was able to just do everything, you know, chill and relax and just work maybe one or two hours a day. Honestly, sometimes you're going to be working more than you probably would on a regular nine to five job. Absolutely. Your own business. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like in you, the other one I hear a lot, I'm sure you have too, the, um, you know, the overnight successes, you know, people mm -hmm. are like, oh my gosh, overnight, they they built a million, multi-million or billion dollar business. No, they didn't. And all of those founders will tell you, um, 
that was years of work. Right. It started off as something and it became something totally different. Like know the whole journey, know the, because you will get so lost and so caught up and then think that you're a failure and you're not succeeding and moving forward. If you, if it doesn't happen overnight for you, like this is a long haul journey. And that, I think that's, that's the key point. A lot of people give up so fast because they think that it's supposed to happen like that. Right. Right. (laughs) Not the case. And they think it's all the like all yeah all the fun stuff the uh, oh I get to make my own schedule and oh I'm gonna go do all, all my branding photo shoots and all that mm-hmm. and that stuff can be fun occasionally but there's right. so right. much more to running a business yes 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 that that time management and that money management are definitely top two at the top of <laughs> having a successful business definitely exactly yeah so it um. So I started, I started this coaching and consulting company this year, and it's been, it's been such an incredible ride. One of the, one of the most amazing things um, that I have found and that I teach to, um, if you Google right now, like if you just pull up like how to manage my money or how to save money or how to pay off my debt, right? Like thousands of articles come up, like thousands of, oh, we'll do these little tweaks, you know, and we hear the classic, you know, oh, if you cut back on your avocado toast and lattes, and you, you know, <laughs> it's tired. Like, like, we, like we get it. You, you see all of these articles with these catchy headlines, but mm-hmm. what so many people don't understand is when you really, really have money management issues, tactics and listicles and like the top five bullet points, mm-hmm. none of that matters. None of that matters until you tackle the root issue. And for most people, the root issue is a deeper, um, it's a deeper toxic relationship with money. And Mm -hmm. it goes back often, it goes back to how they learned about money or how they Mm -hmm. related to money in their Right, or how they, yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot of those things are back in your childhood. If you grew up and maybe you asked your parents for things and you barely ever got what you asked for, when you get older and you get a hold of some money, you're going to just spend, spend, spend. It it's all. literally, it's so, it's like, sometimes it's like they feel like that money is burning a hole in their pocket and they have to just get rid of it. So it's like, yeah. It's so true. It's, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a control issue. It's a, it's an entitlement issue. Like, mm-hmm. like to your point, like that's a great example of like, if you grew up in a home there, there, you, there, you didn't have access to money. Yeah. When you suddenly get it, it's, well, I'm the adult now and I can do whatever I want, or yeah. you think it's always going to be coming in or mm-hmm. all of these things. And then if you overspend, you're really not taking care of yourself. You think you are because you think that you're satisfying this need that you couldn't fill when you were younger. Mm-hmm. But if you're not thinking long-term, if you're not right. thinking about your retirement now, um, which can be hard when you're in your when in your 20s and your 30s. Right. No one wants to think 30, 40, 50 years ahead. Right, right. I was- But I was, we need to. We but need we have to. to. It's not only like, exactly. We need to, we have to. Um, we can't afford to put off thinking about retirement because it doesn't mm-hmm. just happen. It rarely, you rarely just fall into a multi-million dollar retirement lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Unless you, like, you get lucky and get to inherit something, but- Right, I or you win the lottery. <laughs> but why do so many lottery winners and people who inherit a lot of money, why so many of them are broke a mm-hmm. few years later? Because they, they don't know how to plan properly. 
they didn't plan and they didn't tackle that that work that hard work mm -hmm. of digging deep of going okay there's something in me that isn't working with my money relationship mm -hmm. if it's never been addressed never tackled you're not going to be able to you, you can't sustain it mm -hmm. I, I i used to tell my agents when i was sales coaching and now my clients now you can't mm -hmm. out earn bad money behaviors like your next mm -hmm. commission check is not going to save you if At you all. haven't done that hard work and then you have the problem of retail therapy <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Everyone needs retail therapy after that five day work week where they just worked 40 plus or 40 plus hours and they're just like, oh, I need to go buy something to make myself feel better. It may not be it may not be alcohol, but, you know, at least this is my type of therapy and it just ends up building and building and building. And you're just sitting here with a bunch of stuff that you don't even use anymore. Stuff that you don't even use, stuff that you don't even need, and then the bill comes because most people swipe with a credit card, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then the bill comes thirty days later, mm -hmm. and in, you know, like we're coming up on, I mean, coming up on the holidays, right? Christmas is mm -hmm. next month. Yes. So many people finance Christmas, and mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there paying off twenty nineteen Christmas because they right. And I, I want to mention, because on here, a lot of times I always mention how in order to be successful or extraordinary, you have to be unconventional in a world that is so conventional. And Katie's bio, guys, if you guys go down and the first line, she says she's no stranger to being unconventional in this world. So I just want to point out, point that out to you guys, like you have to be unconventional and that starts like especially with the credit cards a lot of people don't realize that you're supposed to use a credit card the same way you use a debit card yep if you don't have that money you should not be spending it yes. <laughs> that's it that's just a, farther digging you down it's deeper. not a gift card i saw that somewhere and i laughed so hard when i read it it was like your credit card is not a gift card it's true it's not just this oh Visa's giving me a credit limit of five grand, 10 grand, whatever. You got to pay that back. And right. Example, you have to pay it back with interest. Right. So it's and it's like, how are you supposed to get ahead if you're constantly digging yourself digger into debt, bigger into debt? <laughs> so, when you in know. Our society, American society is primed uh, and primes people to think with a debt mindset. Right. right? Just right. As, as a whole. It's it's one of my favorite books to talk about those things is the um Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yes. Like it talks about that so much about how we're conditioned and we learn to put ourselves in debt and to think in a way that puts ourselves in debt where we're thinking that oh, this thing that I'm buying here is an asset when it's actually a liability for yourself. And it's just being able to educate yourself a little more to know that, okay, this is really what this is. Maybe I'm thinking of this in the wrong way. Just being able to expose yourself to more education within that realm can save you so much time, so much money and get you out of debt. It's so there's a, it's so true. And there, there's an example. I can't remember if it's in Rich Dad, Poor Dad or one of his other books. Cause you know, he's written like 20, 20 yes. It may, it may be. It's the introductory to it. If you want to be introduced to that world and be able to tackle your finances a little bit better, get a little bit more knowledge, go get Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. My mom gave me Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was 19. And it was 
like it was life changing because mm-hmm. it just it totally shifts your mindset about how you think of assets and how you think of liabilities. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a great example. I think it's in his wife's book, Kim Kiyosaki, mm-hmm. uh, Rich Woman. But mm-hmm. like she tells the story about how um, early in their marriage, um, when when her when Robert Kiyosaki was teaching her about real estate investing, right, mm-hmm. and she was eyeing, she really wanted a new Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And so, and he was like, well, the monthly payment on the Mercedes was going to be something like 300, 400 bucks. And he was like, mm-hmm. Kim, don't go buy the Mercedes right now. Like, hold off. Let's go mm-hmm. buy an investment property that right. will yield you a cash flow yes. of $400 a month. And then that house and that tenant in that house, they're effectively paying for your Mercedes. Let's do that mm-hmm. first. And she right. said, he walked her through that and showed the numbers. It was like, the, that's what, that was her light bulb moment of, mm-hmm. oh, that's how I need to create more assets in life. Mm-hmm. Not don't got, don't buy the Mercedes. You can buy the Mercedes with the asset later. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's the key to being able to build your wealth is knowing those foundational, um, those foundational building blocks right there is knowing that, okay, instead of me going here and spending all of this money, why don't I go spend that money on something that's going to make me money yep. in order to get the things that I want? So I think that is a huge key play factor in the money game. Yes, it is. And once you can like, once you can really like have, when you have that light bulb moment and that clicks, then I, I feel like you see opportunities for money everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then it starts to open your mind to not only just paying down your debt, not only regulating your expenses, but then investing, properly investing in those things that are going to make you money and creating mm-hmm. multiple streams and just thinking outside the box of, of there are more ways to make money than just mm-hmm. a, a conventional nine to five job. Nothing right. wrong with nine to five job, like nope. not knocking that, but you don't have to just do that. You could have right. your nine to five and a side hustle. You could have your nine to five and your investments mm-hmm. building you dividends. I mean, there's just so many, we could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's jump into your clients. Where do you see the difference between men and women when it comes to these money problems, these money challenges? Oh my God. This, this is such this is such a great question. Um, I see, and it's so unfortunate. I see women holding themselves back with money more so than men. And that, and that is a general statement. Of course, like right. I, I work with clients on all the spectrums, right? Mm-hmm. But in general, I see more women holding, holding themselves back, questioning mm-hmm. themselves, being a bit more timid. Um, there was actually, and I actually, I pulled it up. I mean, I'm just want to pull up this headline. Um, there's this fantastic article in the New York times a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was actually, it was featuring a study done by UBS, uh, which is an international Swedish bank, right? Right. The UBS did this global study on how men and women relate to money and investing for retirement. And mm-hmm. what was crazy, I'll just read you the headline of this wealthy okay. millennial women tend to defer to husbands on investing. Even the most educated and high achieving women do not participate equally with their husbands in long-term financial decision-making, mm-hmm. according to the study. These are women who have you know, multiple degrees, graduate and doctorate degrees, um, top mm-hmm. of their fields. Many of them work in financial services themselves. They are right. dominating real estate, banking, consulting. Um, 
bottom line is they are brilliant and they are just as capable. They have all the, you know, all the backing, right? all the goods and they hold themselves back. And they often defer to their husbands and just go, oh, well, my husband makes a bit more than me. Or, well, my husband's always just handled the finances. Mm-hmm. So I just defer to him. Mm-hmm. And while this article focused on, on a wealthier demographic and, and, and women with more education, we see it, we see it in all socioeconomic backgrounds. Women in mm-hmm. general tend to defer. What's crazy about that is there's another study done by Fidelity, um, I think it was last year, and mm-hmm. they found that on average, when women invest themselves, okay, mm-hmm. they actually outperform. They outperform. <laughs> makes sense to me. <laughs> men. It makes total sense to me too. But and it's because women in general, actually, when it comes to investing, when once they once they get over the mental hump of like they they get over the I, okay, not going to hold myself back anymore. I'm going to take this money and actually invest and do mm-hmm. something with it. They're careful. They're a little, they're a bit more careful. Mm-hmm. They do more research. They don't. Um, they don't get as emotional with the day-to-day, you know, the, the stock market's doing this every day, right? Mm-hmm. But every day. <laughs> every day. They're not looking at the drama. They're looking at the long-term play of, okay, mm-hmm. it may be doing this, but over time it's going up, right? So right. women are just, a, they approach it a bit more steady, a bit more steadfast. Mm-hmm. And on average, they outperform men by, uh, by a couple of points, right? On I love their, that. It's amazing. Their rate of returns are higher. So, you know, I just, you know, any woman out there who's listening and just maybe is nervous or doubting mm-hmm. herself or thinking, I, I don't know if I can do this or, well, I'll just let my husband handle it or my boyfriend or no, nope, nope. Take part in that. Take, take part in that. Part. Absolutely. Take part. And if you don't know where to start, just start. You can literally mm-hmm. start by Googling, where should I invest my 401k? What's a Roth IRA? What, you know, just start, get with a local investing group. There's so many things that you can do to make that first step. You can start by reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, what we Mm -hmm. already talked about, (laughs) you know? Right. And I think that there's a lot of things within the history of women alone that kind of stems and incubates that in in a way, just because, you know, for instance, I was thinking the other day, like I'm young, I want to be married in the future. And I was thinking the other day, where in the world did the concept of the bride's parents paying for a wedding come from? And it's like little things like this. Do you know that? Do you know why that I happened? Think, uh, so I think it go. I think, um, it, I think some of it traces back to in certain countries, they still give a dowry right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and then depending on which, and I, I'm going to totally mess this up, but I think depending mm-hmm. on which culture you're in, um, like the dowry can go both ways, right? So like mm-hmm. bride's family could pay the husband's family to take their dog yes. off their hands. Yes, that's like, exactly what it is. And it's like, we're growing and building and modernizing as a world, but we're modernizing certain traditions. Whereas back in the day, women weren't able to own property without a man. They weren't able to own property at all. So they now a credit card either. Like, right. so many, like in like in relatively recent history, like in the mm-hmm. you know, like in the fifties, right? It, it's yes. really crazy when you think it's not that far back. It's like our parent generation. 
Right. So we're still kind of trickling down and learning more, being able to be more comfortable. And a lot of these things are passed down from previous generations. It's getting better, but a lot of those insecurities, tips, trades, self-doubt, those things are passed down from the things that occurred in the previous generations. So it's like, we're getting better. We're getting there, but we're still kind of holding on a little bit to the things that have occurred to women in the past. And I think that is where a lot of this stems from. Yes. I, you, you're at Maya, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's holdover from our parents and our grandparents' generation. And then that I think that for women, it's interesting. I think it's that in a society changing combined mm-hmm. with maybe money lessons that you learned again as a kid. And you know, mm-hmm. here's here's the thing. I think for the vast majority of us, our families, our parents, they do the best they can with what they have in the moment. Right? So so parents give advice always with their kids' interests best interest in mind, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if you, if you come from a family that doesn't have the best money um, behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Or the best relationships, so you just kind of learn from your parents and they, they think that they're teaching you the right things, but it maybe right. isn't, then you, mm-hmm. of course you grow up just thinking, well, that's what, it's the way it's always been done, mm-hmm. right? It's the way it's always been done. Of course, I should go into debt for a car. Of course, I should Mm -hmm. take out a bazillion dollars in student loans. Of course, I should do these things because it's what previous generations did in the past. Yes. And I think that we need to open up a a social norm to questioning things. You know, like you grow up and it's like, don't you ever question your parents? Don't ever do that. You know, even if you're like, okay, but why is this happening? Like, for instance, like I said, with the whole marriage thing, I was like, why do Brian's parents have to pay? Like in my, in my head, my, okay. So in my head, the way I think about it financially is like, okay, like if I want to have this luxurious wedding and in order for me to have this luxurious wedding, I have to have my parents pay for it. And I go back into a marriage where our finances aren't all that together because we couldn't afford this kind of marriage. And you know that finances, financial problems is one of the biggest problems within a marriage, yeah. then that's not helping anything. No, no, it doesn't help anything, anything <laughs> at all. No. And um, so I'm sitting here living it up luxurious one night and I'm just like, wow, like, okay, so this is really my life. And that's, that's just how I think about things like that. Right, right. Absolutely. And I, I you nailed it. I think it's absolutely a, the bride's family paying for a wedding is a holdover from a previous time. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of those, if you're in the fortunate position to still, to have that. And if your parents want to pay for right. it, sure, absolutely. And if you have the money to go pay for, for it, wedding, go for it, enjoy it. But you're, I think a lot of people, the wedding conversation is interesting. So many mm-hmm. people get hung up on the, on that day. Mm-hmm. And that day is a magical day, but right after that day starts hopefully a long and happy life with that person. Yes. And, you're, and if you haven't laid that found, that strong financial foundation with your partner, mm-hmm. and if you're not on the same page yes. with how you're going to tackle your debt, how you're going to pay for, for, uh, for big life goals, how you're going to um, just manage that day to day, if you're not on that same page, then that magical one day 
it may not have been it was waste. just kind of may have been a waste <laughs> right right that sounds so cynical but it's but it's true but it's it's yeah. true i think money uh, i mean there are all sorts of studies right but mo- yeah money mm-hmm. is always like top one or two reasons mm-hmm. why people divorce mm-hmm. um and it goes beyond just figuring out whose parents are going to pay for the, the fun day. <laughs> yes, honestly. And it's just like, come on, like, okay, I want to make sure that everything is, I don't want to, I honestly don't want to have to put that financial bond on my parents. Like, I don't think that I should have to have them pay for that. Like, this is not their relationship, you know? And it's like, I feel bad for the parents who have four and five daughters. And it's like, just going back to back to back. <laughs> making them feel like they have to do that. So I think it's just, you know, laying those foundational building blocks for um, your finances and just knowing that you have the ability to be able to question things and learn things for yourself. Take take what you've learned from your parents and go further. I think that's the key. Take yeah. what you've learned and expand that knowledge. Go I further. Just Don't just settle on that. I just got goosebumps when you said that it take what your parents did and go further. And, it, and I think every parent actually wants that for their kids. You always want your kids to make it further than you did to go mm-hmm. beyond what you did. So like, what did I got goosebumps? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true because you can be your parents' biggest dream by doing that. Mm-hmm. And then you can try right. to pass that on to your, to your kids. Um, do you know, uh, are you, do you know Dave Ramsey? Huge financial, yes. financial coach. One of, Um, one of the things he says, and I have to give credit to him, but he says, be that generation that changes your family tree. If you come from a family of broken, a broken money story, you know, dysfunctional relationship with money, but you have the opportunity to invest in your financial education to decide it stops with me. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to leave a wealth legacy for my kids. You can be that generation that all the future generations talk mm-hmm. about it because you're the one that changed it you know it's be the be the ones that change your family tree right um, like it doesn't like where you are today does not define your future and I think that is the key message to take is just take everything that you've learned in your life today take everything that everyone has taught you today and go further yep absolutely don't settle, go further and especially for women you know go further. We're, we're allowed to, we're allowed to, this is a different time. We're continuously growing and expanding. Just take it further. Absolutely. Well, in this, um, in this day and age too, with social media, with, with Google, <laughs> with yes. the internet, all of these resources, it's literally at our fingertips. You know, yes. so there is no excuse of, oh, well, I came from a family where we didn't manage money and there was a lot of debt. Okay. Well, Again, you I'll use that excuse. I think a lot of people use it. those things as an excuse instead of facing it, tackling it, and learning from that, growing exactly. from that. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. It's mm-hmm. like we can be the ones that change it and go further, and we have to. And you know, there we're living in such an exciting time, especially I'm, especially for women. I just, I mean, the past few weeks, we're in the White House. We're in the White House, like. <laughs> It's amazing. I got goosebumps again. It's uh, <laughs> this is an incredible time for women right now. So why not? I mean, again, any woman who may be feeling hesitant, being afraid, not sure where to start, it is your time now to step yes. into owning your money. Um, my message 
my driving message on my website or in my business is you've made your money now own it. It's yeah. not enough to make it own it. Tell that money where to go, you know, mm-hmm. invest it properly, leverage it and go get that incredible life and retirement that you deserve, but you have to go get it now. You gotta yes. get your work. Yes. I love it. I love it. So if you had to say one thing to women and girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? Ooh, oh, this is a good question. Cause I have so many things. Um, <laughs> Okay, give us your top three. I know this is hard. I know this is hard. We've learned a lot along our journeys. So top three. I got it. And actually, I'm, um, I wrote it down. I write it down. Uh, so you can't see this, but like my desk set up, I got my laptop and right underneath it's a desk calendar, right? Mm-hmm. And every month when I like turn over the new month, I write this down so I can look down and see it. Mm-hmm. If I could tell women and little girls around the world, right, one thing you are worthy. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are worthy of wealth. You are worthy of changing your money story. It can mm-hmm. start at any time you are worthy. So step into it and stepping into it. It doesn't have to be this big, grandiose, poetic moment with, you know, with a soundtrack <laughs> behind you. And, you know, it, it, it can be, if that's, if you want that, that's cool. Right. Just, if you're like, I don't know what that means. She said, step into it. But like, what does that literally mean? It literally mm-hmm. means taking one little step today of order a financial book, you know, order rich dad, poor dad, go to Amazon, order a copy right now. It right. Means- and it's even free on YouTube. The whole exactly, audio book. Yeah, go, exactly. There are lots of free resources too. use those, leverage them, go follow a couple of finance experts on social media. You're welcome mm-hmm. to start with me. I'd love that. Come, <laughs> come connect your her, her information will be in the in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do all that. <laughs> Give but her a follow. Google, Google or YouTube. Um, you know, how do how do I open a Roth IRA? You know, mm-hmm. what is a Vanguard Roth IRA? Those little steps, they feel little in the moment. They're not. They are the bedrock. They're laying the foundation for the next step, for the next day, and then the mm-hmm. step after that. And that's what snowballs and builds. So just the, the overarching thing I tell women, you're worthy and you are so worth taking these steps to own your money. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I love it. I love it. I love it. So go ahead and let the audience know if they want to contact you for services, join your course, or just follow your journey. How can they do that? Absolutely. So there, they can go to my website, which is www.katymild.com. Um, they can also follow me. I'm pretty active on Instagram at Katie underscore mild. Um, and everything, all the information for my course and for my coaching, all of that is, is on the website. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, this was such a fun conversation. We could go on and on all day, literally. <laughs> But I really enjoyed having you today, um, Katie, and just enjoyed having you in this discussion. Likewise, Maya. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This was so Thank fun. you. Well, we thank everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.